Hey, let's begin this episode with some meditation. So close your eyes and think of nothing for just 30 seconds. Ready, go. I'll go ahead and stop you there because you failed, didn't you? Don't worry, I wouldn't be able to do it either. If you've ever tried to meditate before and you were trying to think of nothing, you realize just how futile that is. The moment you close your eyes and try to eliminate any and all thoughts, you fail pretty much right away, right? Obviously, your mind is going to keep thinking. But here's something to consider. If your mind is thinking, well, then who is observing the thinking mind? I know, I know your head is exploding right now, right? Mind blown. Well, when you did try the exercise for three seconds and your mind kept wandering back to what you had for lunch or who's going to get voted off the next episode of Survivor, who was it that was watching your mind have those thoughts? Is your mind watching your mind? Well, yeah, it sort of is. This is referred to in Zen as the two minds or the thinking mind and the observing mind. When you get a handle on this concept, it is a game changer in life, as you will see, and that's the focus of this Zen Sandwich. You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor-turned-Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. The problem with the thinking mind is that we don't entirely control it. And I can prove that quite easily. Here we go. Ready? Don't think of the color yellow. I mean, I I know you just did. Don't think of a yellow banana inside a yellow Volkswagen convertible being driven by a yellow gorilla. You just thought of all those things, right? You can't stop that. But not only were you thinking about a yellow banana in a yellow Volkswagen convertible with a yellow gorilla, you were watching yourself think about the banana and the convertible and the gorilla all yellow. Your observing mind was watching your thinking mind, indulging in this fantasy of yellowness, despite the fact it was telling your thinking mind not to think about that stuff. All right, so what does all this mean for you? How can understanding this be helpful? Stay with me, I'm getting there. You see, the thinking mind is it's always clamoring away when you're waiting in line at the grocery store, when you're trying to fall asleep at night, maybe even while you're listening to a podcast. Uh Uh-huh, busted. Focus, people. Your thinking mind is a bit of an untamed animal, somewhat separate from the mind that you consider your true self, the real you that is you. That's why Eckhart Tolle, if you know who that is, a modern-day mindfulness guru guy, says things like, you are not your thoughts. What he's referring to is you are not your thinking mind. You are your observing mind. That's who you really are. So when your thinking mind starts obsessing about who's going to win the next leg of the amazing race, 
you might can tell I, I like reality shows. I don't like the Kardashian-type reality shows or the Real Housewives of Des Moines, Iowa or whatever, but I like the ones that involve a contest, like Survivor, Amazing Race, Top Chef. I digress. Blame that on my thinking mind. Anyway, when your mind starts wandering on who's going to win the Amazing Race this season, whatever that means for you, wherever your mind goes, your observing mind is somewhat helpless to rein it in. Your thinking mind is is like an elephant. (laughs) It's just going to wander where it wants to go, and nothing can stop that big boy or girl. Well, the same goes for emotions. And that's where a lot of suffering comes from. Not from the negative emotions themselves, but the fact we're kind of helpless from getting sucked into those negative emotions. Most of our psychological and emotional stress happens because our thinking mind and our observing mind are fused. We don't generally recognize the difference. We think they're one and the same. They're not. Have you ever felt like, uh, I wish I didn't feel jealous of Bob or Carol or whoever, or I wish I didn't get so angry so easily. How can I stop that? Or I don't want to get nervous in social situations anymore. Well, I have a little bit of disappointing news for you, but stay with me. It ends on a high note. You can't just not do those things in the same way that you can't not think of the color yellow when I tell you to, or when you tell yourself not to think of yellow. You can't really control your thinking mind. Those emotions, jealousy, anger, nervousness, are going to pop up, and they're going to continue to pop up. The key here is to not fuse that observing mind, that which we really identify with as our true self, with those emotions when they invariably rise up in the thinking mind. So, ultimately, it's better to say, I feel anger instead of I am angry. Or instead of saying I am nervous, you say I feel nervousness. Instead of I'm jealous, I feel jealousy. It may seem like a subtle difference, but when you try it, you get a better grasp between being something and feeling something. Think of a time recently when you felt a negative emotion, like a lot of anger. So instead of thinking about I was angry at my friend, think I felt anger towards my friend. You had the anger, but you weren't controlled by the anger. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Here's your key takeaway from this. Emotions are not a choice, but behavior is. That's one of those you need to hear again. Emotions are not a choice, but behavior is. So I am set to give a TEDx talk in January in Awaji, Japan. And my wife asked me, you know, how do I deal with or am I afraid of public speaking? Getting on stage in front of all those people. And eventually it'll be on the internet where hundreds, if not thousands, more people might see it. Do I not worry about saying something wrong or collapsing on stage? (laughs) I feel the same fear and worry anyone else does. I just don't identify with it. I accept it. And I move forward despite it. I don't let my thinking mind control me. I can't control my thinking mind, but I don't let my thinking mind control me, the observing mind. When I feel fear, like the fear of this TEDx talk coming up, I constantly choose to act despite it. In fact, I use that fear as fuel. I get annoyed by the fear, so that makes me work a little harder on my speech. When I put together these podcasts, there's a little bit of nervousness that I feel when I begin to write them, put them together, even just before I start to record them, because I want them to mean something. I want to say something that resonates with you, the audience, and maybe it it won't resonate with everyone, but when I get feedback from someone who says, oh, I really needed to hear that today, it makes it all worth it for me. You see, I refuse to fuse my thinking mind with my observing mind. I acknowledge the nervousness I have about the TEDx talk or about putting together a podcast episode, and I just accept those thoughts. Okay, I feel a little nervous about the speech or about the podcast. And then I tell my thinking mind, hey, you're full of shit. (laughs) All I have to do is put my focus back in my observing mind. And that is to just write the speech, practice it, to just go forward despite those feelings I can't control. We all produce excuses and negative emotions involuntarily. And guess what? That's never going to change. No matter how much positive thinking we do and conjure, our negative thoughts and emotions are just a natural process of the human brain. It's Darwinian. It's wired into our survival instinct to be wary of things that might cause us harm. So you can't get away from those. None of us can. But what you can do, and this is where human evolution and consciousness takes us a step beyond pure natural selection, Darwinian evolution, you can accept that you have these thoughts and diffuse them and act despite them. So when you feel angry or jealous or nervous, if you try to tell yourself, Hey, stop feeling angry. As soon as you try to eliminate a thought or emotion, you're actually going to make it stronger. You're going to reinforce it. Just like don't think of the color yellow. You just did. 
The more you focus on that emotion, the more powerful it becomes. The trick is to accept it and let it go. Accept that it's there, but tell your thinking mind, yeah, you're there, I see you, but you're full of shit. Look, this is a skill and a process. It takes time. You have to practice until you recognize that there are two minds and you only control one of them. Lean on that one you control, your observing mind. Here's your takeaway. Here's your five minutes in. Whenever you feel a strong emotion or thought, take possession of it. So, for example, my coworker is not actually an idiot, but I'm having the thought that my coworker is an idiot. <laughs> I don't hate my ex, but I'm feeling feelings of hatred towards my ex. I'm not lonely and depressed, but I'm feeling loneliness and depression. Language is powerful. It's the lens through which we see and interpret the world. Notice when you disidentify with, from these emotions and thoughts in this way, it implies that they're temporary, not permanent conditions and it forces you to take responsibility for them. They're nobody's fault. They just are. Okay, step two, and this is going to sound crazy. Say thank you to your thinking mind for the negative thoughts and emotions. This actually comes from psychology. It comes from an area of psychology called acceptance commitment therapy, or ACT, and it's effective because it forces you to accept your negative emotions instead of fighting them. So, look, I thank you, thinking mind, for feeling nervous before this podcast or before my TEDx speech. That will ensure that I take care to say the words that I truly want to say, that I convey the message I want my audience to hear. Thank you, thinking mind, for being annoyed by my coworker. I really appreciate how much you care and want me to be at peace. Look, I know it sounds bizarre to do this, to express gratitude for negative emotions, but you might find that it diminishes the power of those emotions and thoughts that you can't necessarily control and actually implies that you take action despite them. Separating your observing mind from your thinking mind is a habit that takes practice, but once you begin to do it, you will feel yourself becoming less and less of a slave to your thoughts and your emotions. This is one of the most important steps in developing self-discipline. I hope you enjoyed this and gained something from the discussion. If you did, please go to zensandwich.com and help out the show if you can. Every little donation, even just a fiver, just five bucks, really makes my day and it goes towards paying the bills. There's two ways to do it through PayPal or Patreon. Both of them work, and that info is right at the top of the page on zensandwich.com. Regardless, thank you for listening, and as always, breathe. Don't forget to breathe.